You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross, from our studios here in Grand Forks. And we are looking ahead in the uh, liturgical calendar. The final week of Ordinary Time carries uh, a lofty title, The Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And uh, with Christ the King Sunday fast approaching, who better to speak to about this than a pastor of a parish named after Christ the King? We have Father Fred Harvey with us from the Diocese of Bismarck. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Well, good morning. Thank you for inviting me on. Wonderful. Now, um, first of all, if you want to just uh, tell us a little bit uh, ab- about yourself, um, you were um, ordained about a, a year after me, so I guess it's about, uh, what, 20, um, 21 years in the saddle for you now? That'd be correct. I was ordained uh, with five others, May 25th of 2000 in the Diocese of Bismarck. We were all what what you call delayed vocations or older than average seminarians at the time, and all had college degrees and different backgrounds as we came into it. But um, yeah, so it's been 21 years, and 19 of those were up in the northern part of the diocese. Uh, 14 of that 19 was in Minot at St. Therese Little Flower, and went through the flood of all that those days back in 2011. 2011, yes. Yeah, yeah. And all that. Yeah, so, I was I was your neighbor in Velva and Karlsruhe at that time. Yeah. yeah, you you went through it as well. So right, you know, right. Kind of lived through a time that was very different back in that for all those yeah. people. But and then the bishop asked me to take on a new assignment a couple years ago, and I'm back in the Bismarck Mandan area, which is kind of nice. I grew up in the Bismarck area. I've got lots of family and relatives around and friends, so That's it's kind of nice to hang out somewhere different for a while. <laughs> you know, Father Harvey, always let, you know, this works well for vocations and stuff too, but, uh, you know, you do have a fascinating story prior to um, coming to the seminary and, and responding to the call. C- could you let our listeners, what was your life that you did prior to uh, a seminary? You had quite a, quite a responsibility. Well, prior to uh, deciding to quit a job and go to the seminary, I, out of college, got hired by the Department of Justice and worked as a deputy United States Marshal in two different districts, one in the District of Colorado and the other in the District of Phoenix, Arizona. And I just spent about eight and a half years in doing that and dealing with federal warrants and arrests and federal courts and prisoners and all that kind of stuff. So it was very, very, very much different than what I'm doing now, though. I come out of a law enforcement family, so it was what not. What was the? Um, would you say was there anything in that experience that just helped you transition or understand like God's calling to to the priesthood? That you know, from that experience, bringing that that over with you, was there any part of those kind of things you experienced in that responsibility that that said, you know, I I, I hear the calling to be fulfilled in the priesthood. Well, you know, I think the thing that helped me the most was, you know, seeing people in good and bad places, you know, and trying to just deal with them where they were at. And, you know, obviously, if they got arrested and they were brought on a federal charge, they got brought to the U.S. Marshal's office and where they were processed and they went to court. And we ended up having to deal with them. And some of them, you know, just got themselves connected to the wrong people and end up paying a price for it. But, you know, you can... 
you can see the good in people and you can see the bad in people. And I, I think it kind of helped me discern, you know, how I deal with people that come into my office or I run into in the street or in the church or any, in, in the middle, midst of sacraments, you know. So right. you kind of are become a better listener, maybe. I don't know. You know, I know, like, on the on a personal level, because I, I was a seminarian, I knew you as a seminarian as well, coming in right. and knowing your background. And, and I, I just say this from the heart, like, every encounter I've ever had with you, there's there's just kind of this sense of, um, I, I don't know, I, I just want to say, like, maturity. There's this calm, peaceful presence about you that, like, you have confidence in, in authority and and those power structures or whatever. And you bring just kind of a calming, peaceful presence about you that I've always, I've always respected or whatever. And I just, and I imagine... Um, for your parishioners and stuff, that mu- that's a quality I think that would be greatly appreciated, mm-hmm. you know, fr- from a pastor and somebody who has to bear that re- spiritual responsibility of souls now. Yeah. So, well, Father, uh, it's kind of true. You know, go ahead. Yeah. I think it's kind of true. I mean, you know, you just, you just, you, 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 every moment can be different, and you know, the phone can ring, and you're put into a situation. You know, you, I often tell people, I said, I can get called to the hospital and deal with somebody dying on one floor when I've got a birth going on on another floor. And you're you're running those spectrum of emotions and things, and you've got to stay in the moment for each of them. You know, while you're there, and so I think you know, with the job that I had. You never knew what was coming around the corner either, so you kind of prepared. And I think, you know, I kind of told the people that. I said, don't get too excited because when I'm up front, I can see the doorways. And so they open and close a lot during Mass. I'm just watching it. It's not something that you have to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and so when we say that Father Harvey is laying down the law, it's not just a figurative expression. (laughs) Which goes well with our theme here of Christ the King. Yes, our Lord Jesus Christ the King. Um, Of the universe, no less. <laughs> yes, and uh, well, one of the things that I think of um, Christ the King Parish, when I think of that uh, parish in that location in the west side of Mandan, I think of that um, kind of rugged, hilly area, and that is you're, if you're driving through that neighborhood, sometimes you come to streets that will dead end because of a very steep hill, <laughs> and you have to kind of turn left or right and go around it, and then you get back on whatever street or avenue that you're on. So it's a interesting area. So um, uh, tell us a little bit about the feast that we have coming up, especially for from your perspective of being a pastor at Christ the King Parish? Well, you know, I think there's many things that are, make this uh, solemnity such an important one. Um, grateful that, yeah, this parish is patron and under Christ the King, which kind of gives us, you know, that fullness of that power if we were, and respect to Jesus and what he comes to do for us. But, you know, I think we have to recognize first off that, you know, Jesus was sent to us to lead us to the kingdom of heaven. That was the whole purpose. Jesus not, he wasn't a heavy-handed type of ruler like the kings of old times. You know, many of them really were dictators and very mean people and did bad things. And, you know, so Jesus didn't do that. He came to show us the love of God and the and the mercy of God, so that we could live forever with Him in heaven. I mean, the the whole prospect of King of the Universe means for all times, in my mind. You know, it's like, you know, so not only here on earth, but also in heaven, so that it keeps us heading in the right direction to our true homeland, you know. I think, you know, also Jesus reigning over us, the chosen people of God, it, it kind of allows us to make that choice to draw ourselves closer to him, to really allow him to lead us into thought as a gentle, caring, 
uh, compassionate yet firm. You know, I mean, that's he, he, he doesn't, he, he tells you like what it is and you get to make that choice. So, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, it is interesting when you think about, I would say kind of in our present day, like, you know, like defund the police and these different things going on where I'd say like our, our sense of relating to authority as a nation or civil society isn't necessarily in the, the most positive it's ever been in our history. You know, so people yeah. might, you know, when they hear something like Christ the King, they might come like feel oppressed by it or something but especially as americans you know right, with, who fought right. a revolutionary war to Against free us the from king. Yeah. yeah you know mm-hmm. so we, we we don't really identify too much with being king but on the other hand i, I always i always you know it, it, for me my soul it's liberating to actually think no wait a minute why why would god set this up as as uh, as a king why why is that important and then it, but if you start thinking about it suddenly you'll you'll get in touch with things like well uh, one of the things that comes to me is the idea that God could have wrath. You know, people are like, well, I don't, don't talk about the wrath of God. But on the other hand, you think, well, wait a minute. Like, if I'm relating to my dad, and, and if uh, something evil comes along, well, I, I, want, I want the comfort of my father being upset, of getting angry at evil and protecting me from evil, or this kind of thing. Right. Could, could you talk to us about the positive things of kingship? Like, like why would we want a king? Why would we want somebody who has strong authority, and especially from a spiritual perspective as as Christians? Why why, why is that such a good thing? Well, I, I think it's more it, it's more about that relationship, you know, that God the Father and the Son have, you know, and 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 the Pope background of why the Father sends the Son, you know, to to really open that doorway to uh, that relationship and helping guide us, you know, into the realm of our true homeland. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it came for the salvation of our souls, and so I think the role of that kingship in, in the way that the Catholic Church would look at it would be more about drawing us deeper into that relationship, helping us make those right choices along the way, so that when we stand before the throne of judgment, which we know all it's about, you know, it's our choices that we're going to have to face. And so, you know, when we're we're dealing with Jesus, who, you know, shows that mercy of God and, and reads the hearts and listens to the people, and yet even those that didn't like what he had to say, he still had compassion for them, he still wanted their souls and I think that gives us that, I don't know, what, what did I say, a softer side, you know, of, of what a kingship or ruler over somebody would be. You know, I don't, I think I would tone down that whole, you know, the ruler, you know, it, because of the way our, our society is and stuff, that authority, negativity toward it, I would, I would guide it toward the positive of why Jesus really wants us to be one with him. There you go. And then as um, we're going to be stepping aside in just a minute or two here, but I was also curious about, let's say as you're a pastor, you have parishioners who are maybe the the mayor of the town or people elected and school boards who hold some sort of position of authority. Um, How can those uh, Catholics uh, learn from what the church is saying here by celebrating Christ the King Sunday? I believe that all Catholics are particularly those of us that are in some kind of role of leadership have a lot to learn from the example of Jesus, just that what he, what, how he lived his life and how we know that through the sacred scriptures. Uh, you know, he was filled with much love, much care for the people that he encountered 
and he was a he was a good listener. You know, he read their hearts and he looked after them, and he he, he tried to draw them into that pathway to salvation. Uh, I think today's Catholics, we, we we need to work hard at doing the very same thing. You know, being being there for the people in their times of need, being there also celebrating the times of joyful celebrations that come through life. Um, I would say it's especially through the gift of the sacraments that Jesus brought to the Church, you know. Um, we're trying, you know, God is trying to lead His people, trying to help us on our way through this world by, you know, not by... And I think as us as leaders, we need to be the same as non-judging, non-condemning, but just ready to find a per- person in the place that they are right now and, and, and try to get them on that right path. And if that's through the sacraments, if it's through teaching them how to pray, how to build that relationship with God, I mean, it brings all through all those things, God provides sure. the grace that we need in order to make it to where he wants us to go. So. We will continue this conversation with Father Fred Harvey, a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck, about the upcoming Christ the King Sunday after this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Father Pfeiffer of the Diocese of Fargo just taking a moment to recognize the dignity and the purpose of prayer in our life. You know, as we drive through the countryside and the prairies here in the Midwest, there you see many farmsteads that have been abandoned. Many times the soul can be like those farmsteads in many ways of preventive maintenance is not used. And the shingles fall off. And all of a sudden, after many years without, the building starts to collapse. The same can be true with our soul. That's why it's important that we acknowledge God every day. We relate to him the good, the bad, the joys, the struggles, the difficulties, the pains, and the burdens. After we acknowledge God and we relate, it's important also to sit in silence, to receive the goodness of God, to hear the voice of God. Many people get discouraged in prayer because the receiving is the most difficult part. We need to remember Moses did not hear the voice of the Lord for 40 years. He lived. He did the will of God. When God does not act, we do not hear his voice. He is still doing things in and through our hearts. As a working adult, you know the value of a dollar and you expect quality for your money. Now's a great time to further your education. The University of Mary offers degrees for working professionals with flexible learning options that are truly competitively priced. Apply now for any of our online programs and we'll waive your $150 enrollment fee. A quality education at an affordable price. Discover the University of Mary difference at online.umary.edu. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross, priest of the Diocese of Fargo. As we are uh, making our way through our final segment here, we are visiting with a priest friend of ours from kind of the same vintage, uh, ordained just a year after the two of us were in his diocese of Bismarck, Father Fred Harvey, who's the pastor of Christ the King Parish in Mandan. And I was looking up a couple of details as we are preparing for this celebration that, uh, you know, why this isn't just the 34th Sunday of Ordinary Time, that uh, about a century ago, in the early 1900s, Pope Pius XI decreed that this not just be a regional sort of devotion, but an observance of the Universal Church on that final Sunday of, of Ordinary Time, We could certainly look at some of the factors that were motivating that with um, the rise of uh, fascism, uh, Nazism, you know, various things like that. But for us here today, um, what, what would you say makes this solemnity an important one for Catholics, even if we don't happen to belong to a parish that has that patronage of Christ the King? Well, um, I would, I guess I would begin by just saying that, you know, Jesus is our Savior, our Lord, our King, our, you know, that's the whole purpose he was sent to, you know, to help us do the will of the Father. He gave us that example. Um, I think having this feast, this solemnity fall as the last Sunday of the liturgical calendar, right before we began the season of Advent, where we're preparing for, you know, that we re-celebration of the birth of Christ and him coming into this world as a gift to us. You know, you know how Mary said her yes and following the will of the Father, her being the Queen of Heaven and Earth, and so you know Jesus obviously sits at the throne with Mary at his side. You know, up in the Kingdom of Heaven, but universally, it's something that reflects for all of us to look look to that greater hope of that peace that we can have in that relationship with Christ, our, our Lord and King, and just allow that to settle upon us. And I think that's what's so important about having this feast day. You know, I, I, a thing, a real particular thing that comes to my mind when we're talking about Christ the King, I, I think of, um, well, all baptized believers, right? The three right. Were, were baptized as priest, prophet, and king. I, I think of our bishops who are there, they're in the, the, the office of kingly role for the so, and I the, and I guess the quality of that being baptized in kingship and then that that office of the kingship for the bishops. I'm thinking right now, it, it has to do with, you know, the buck stops here. The the one that wears the crown, he, you can hear everything from all sides, but eventually you somebody has to make a decision. Somebody has to bear responsibility for decisions. Um, I don't know, you know, in your relationship with. Uh, they're Christ the King, the pastor. You know, there's certain graces that come with baptism or being the pastor, Christ the King, or being a bishop in the office of, of kingship. H- have you experienced any kind of grace from the Holy Spirit just to help you with your decision-making as pastor or even, like, guiding others because of the patronage that you you have there in your, your church in Mandan? Well, man, I, I think... What I would say with to the graces, and there's plenty of them, I mean, I, I really, you know, you feel... You feel that the people, not only of this parish, but I think the people of the diocese and, the, and around that you know, I encounter, that you know they 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 come to a deeper and better understanding of that unity of 
being united with Christ through our baptism, through our confirmation, being open to His graces, and, you know, and really opening our hearts in a deeper way through the various sacraments and receiving Him in the Eucharist and His body and blood so that we can truly have Him live within us, but also be that real personal guide to us. And, and if we can really get that prayer relationship open and being, you know, listening to His voice and saying, you know, what direction do you want me to go here? How do you want me to handle this situation? Um, you know, I think as I worked as a police chaplain, I you know, that was one of those things that you, you know, every call that you got taken out on, it was like, okay, where, where are you leading this, you know, uh, Jesus, you're going to have to, you're, you're going to have to be the words, you're going to have to do, you know, give me whatever I need to do to get through a situation and lead these people through this situation. And I think that's kind of the same thing that those graces happen when we have to make, you know, tough decisions within a parish or deal with you know, situations or circumstances of somebody's life or whatever. But, you know, even, you know, deciding, you know, is it the right time to do a capital campaign? Is there what's, what, you know, to evaluate the needs and what, what are the people hungry for? What programs can we start? I think it's all of that, and I think it's always turning to Christ and allowing Him to open our hearts and listen to what He thinks is best for the people, and and then you know try to try to lead them into that. Yeah. Now this uh, year B, <clears throat> excuse me, for the uh, upcoming Sunday readings for Christ the King, I find it just very interesting that the Gospel is taken from that Good Friday sequence and the right. Gospel of John where Jesus is standing before Pontius Pilate, and of course Pilate is the one who looks like he's the true authority figure with his all of his accoutrements and things like that, and there's Jesus having been, you know, held in jail the night before, having been, you know, and shackled and, and beaten and things like that. So can you just share with us uh, some, just a brief reflection on what it means when we come for Mass at Christ the King Sunday, and that's the way we see the kingship of Jesus and that that vulnerability, you might say. Well, you know, and he, he came open to being, you know, he knew what he was going to have to endure and suffer, and so, you know, just looking at the crucifix can draw us into that reflection where, you know, Jesus stands before Pilate. Pilate wants to know, are you really a king? And he just says, how do you say so? But I, I'm not a king of this world or, in, you know, of this mm-hmm. any place here. So Pilate obviously... Re- says in his in his mind then that well then you are a king so therefore what 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 what's behind this but i think it tells us more that you know jesus reigns over us in such a, a beautiful loving and caring way that he would suffer death and for us in order for our salvation of our souls and to give us that example of how to love God, how to love our neighbor, how to just make those right decisions all through that very gift of His forgiveness and stuff. It just opens us up to so many beautiful things, recognizing Him in that Mm -hmm. gentle way of being there for us, you know, that shepherd of us, you know. Yep. Now, quickly, before we let you go here, Father Harvey, we um, uh, need to mention something that uh, is happening at the parish there this coming Sunday that the Knights of Columbus are providing. You want to tell us just uh, briefly about that? Yeah, certainly. Uh, being it's Christ the King Sunday, the Knights of Columbus of our parish have decided that we're going to have a, a free will breakfast 
uh, being offered. And so if you're in the, in the Bismarck Mandan area, particularly in the Mandan area on Sunday morning, we'll be serving till about noon. It's a, like I said, it's a free will offering for a full breakfast, uh, pancakes, eggs, sausage, ice cream, you know, whatever, you know, and, and, and some fruit and juice and stuff. But uh, the, the beauty of it is we're benefiting this week is uh, we're benefiting Real Presence Radio. So um, ding, ding, ding. On out. Amen, Come brother. Out. Come out and uh, support Real <laughs> Presence and, and and have a great breakfast in the time of fellowship and celebrate Christ the yes. King. Yes, at, at Christ the King Parish in Mandan this coming Sunday. Thank you so much for uh, your time with us, Father Harvey, and, and blessings uh, to you and your ministry. And same to you, and thanks for inviting me on. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. And before we wrap things up, we need to toss it to uh, Eli down at Command Central with a preview of tomorrow's program. Hey, thanks, Father. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network, hosted by Father Brian Christensen and Karen Gibis, coming to you live from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota. They'll visit with Rini Wilson from Terrasancta Retreat Center. She'll talk about the great things going on there. Plus, Sister Rachel will talk to us about Go to Joseph, the Diocesan Advent Mission, coming up there in the Diocese of Rapid City. Plus, a special guest will talk about the mercy of God, finding freedom in forgiveness. All that and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Back to you. Thank you very much, Eli. We'll be looking forward to that tomorrow. Uh, so, Eli, are you going to say a special prayer for that fundraiser to turn out well for your Christmas bonus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that sounds good. You know, the Knights of Columbus breakfasts, in my um, experience, are always very good. I haven't found a Knights of Columbus breakfast that I didn't like. So They do a great job, and uh, no pressure, uh, listeners, but uh, our staff at RPR is counting on you to come through <laughs> this coming Sunday there at uh, Christ the King Parish in Mandan. Just briefly, Father, before we step aside here, today also is an optional memorial of a nun who was uh, born and raised in France, came to the United States, St. Rose Philippine Duchenne. And um, you were informing me that uh, as a, a seminarian who studied in St. Louis, you you uh, had a, a certain special connection well, to yeah, her. Yeah, so St. Rose, she's one of the, the saints of the Archdiocese of St. Louis, and she's buried in St. Charles, which is just west. Mm-hmm. And every, every fall this time, we'd make a pilgrimage out. We'd have mass there at her at her shrine, her tomb, and a day of recollection. And it, so, yeah, there's kind of a personal affinity for her in a relationship. That, and, yeah. uh, you know, and one of the things I, I think you'd like to maybe mention this is how how God brings good out of all evil and that yeah. persecution they have in France and what that did for the whole world. Actually. Right, right. Just briefly that the French Revolution broke out as she was a relatively new nun and a sister and so having to basically uh, run for their lives, you know, and to hide out until the reign of terror had ended. Another interesting little story about her is that uh, the Bishop of Louisiana invited her and sisters of her order to come so they sailed to New Orleans and they show up and there wasn't any provisions available for them so they had to bunk with the Ursula sisters and then decided okay you know i guess we're not meant to be in this city after all so thank heaven that they ended up in uh, missouri and uh, ministering to the native americans saint rose philippine duchene pray, pray for, for us saints peter and paul pray, pray for, for us. us and may god bless you thank you for joining us until next time father leffer and father gross wishing you blessings and a happy thanksgiving this has been real presence live on the real presence radio network Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. 
Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.